0: This is an RNZ podcast. Kia ora. good evening. We've done it, we've crushed COVID and we're all aboard the midnight train to Level 1. In just under six hours' time, social distancing will be a fond memory. Fans can watch professional sport live this weekend and we can freely mix at bars, clubs and restaurants. In short, life returns to
1: normal. That was News Hub at 6, with great news for Aucklanders, back to level 1 as soon as Wednesday morning. As she put it, back to normal. Though not quite normal, borders are of course still closed to all but those returning home and a few other special cases who will go into managed isolation and quarantine. And that made this, in an RNZ News Bulletin last weekend, interesting. Holiday parks are filling up fast for summer as New Zealanders act on the call to travel domestically. The chief executive of Holiday Parks, New Zealand, Fergus Brown, says there's been strong interest in camping spots, with overseas trips likely off the table. He says people are spreading out and seeing somewhere new. They include Mr Trump's campaign manager, Bill Stepien, his former adviser Kelly. Well, that's obviously not uh, the right piece of audio there. I think we want this one. We're seeing really good numbers of visitors down areas like the west coast of the South Island. RNZ's Phil O'Brien was right about that. Those names the BBC's Peter Bowes was listing there were White House staffers coming down with COVID and they're not planning to come camping for Christmas in New Zealand. That was a piece of audio from the preceding item about the illness spreading in Washington, where, as former Trump spin merchant Anthony the Mooch Scaramucci told US media last week, there were more cases in the White House than in the whole of New Zealand, and by some distance, in fact.
0: Auckland has just moved to level one COVID alert status, joining the rest of the country. The move, confirmed on Monday by the government, comes as New Zealand now no longer has any COVID cases in the community. There have been no new cases of community transmission for 12
1: days. Now those 12 days were an important part of the story, as we'll hear, and elsewhere things were a lot worse.
0: Worldwide, several countries have reported record spikes in coronavirus infections as the pandemic continues to spread.
1: And back on News Hub at 6 on Monday, reporter Jenna Lynch and some randoms she vox popped welcomed the upcoming move to Level 1.
0: In six hours' time, at midnight tonight, we're moving to level one. Probably being able to go out, hang out with, like, heaps of friends again. And I really miss being able to, like, go to the theatre or go to a concert. Getting back to what should be normal. So I get to go out and socialise with my friends, hang out, do some dancing. <laughs> a resounding victory for the team of five million.
1: But earlier that day, the almost ubiquitous University of Otago epidemiologist Michael Baker told NewsHub that Wednesday would be too soon and Level 1 too risky. And on Tuesday, he told TVNZ's Breakfast the government, and specifically Cabinet, had got it wrong. The enemy is complacency, yet we're going straight to Level 1, and I think that's actually the wrong choice. We should have this other level, at least for a few weeks, till we're certain that this outbreak is definitely finished and we're back into elimination mode. Meanwhile, Auckland Chamber of Commerce chief executive Michael Barnett told NewsHub, "Alert level one was already overdue, with some businesses only able to operate at half capacity." And on RNZ's Morning Report, economist Rodney Jones said the government was a week late. Each week is two percent of GDP across the country. We forget how you know, important each week is. So by reducing the amount of time we're under lockdowns, we can still get back to zero. And we can just allow a bit more kind of economic activity while we're doing. But this, of course, wasn't a nationwide lockdown, and wouldn't it be a big risk to relax the rules before a full 14-day infection cycle had passed and there could be confidence that the cluster there had been crushed? Well, not according to Professor Jones for this reason. The toolkit we have is really first class in terms of the contact tracing, in terms of the testing, and particularly the genome tracing that gives us an sequencing that gives us an enormous understanding of each outbreak. So I think we can take more risk. Rodney Jones' faith in the government toolkit was at odds with the bungles at the border narrative that had played out in parts of the media during the Level 3 lockdown in Auckland, during which there were strident claims that elimination and suppression could never really work from hosts such as News Talk ZB's Heather Duplessy-Allen. This was her on the air just one month ago. She doesn't need to bother.
0: Because it doesn't really matter what she announces to try to fix this one. I actually don't believe a word of what she and her government say about how they're going to do their COVID response. I now do not trust them to keep COVID out of this country.
1: And on the air last Monday, Heather Duplessy-Ellen blamed the government for being two days late with Level 1 because of admin.
0: Kia ora, welcome to the show. Now, we need to start with talking about this. Do you know... Why Auckland is not in Level 1 right now, why Auckland has to wait for a full two and a half days before it can go to Level 1, it is because the government hasn't done the paperwork. If you are a bar owner, if you are a restaurant owner, a retailer in the events industry, or if you're working for any one of these kinds of businesses,
1: you should know that that is the reason that you cannot open your doors fully. Now, the paperwork she was speaking of there was the gazetting of the alert level move. Under the COVID 19 Public Health Response Act, this needs to be done at least 48 hours before it comes into force. And on News Talk ZB, Heather Duplessis Allen said that was the only reason that the change was not ready to roll on Monday rather than Wednesday.
0: Honestly, I cannot tell you right now how frustrated I am on behalf of businesses today. How can we really ask these businesses to keep taking a hit for another two days when there is no reason for them to do this? We haven't had a case of COVID in the community since September 20. That is two weeks ago.
1: Well, the last time a case was out and about in the community that we know of was on September the 20th. That person was still incubating the virus on day 12 when they tested negative and then they boarded a flight to Auckland on September the 11th sitting behind a man who'd later tested positive on September the 19th. But the last community case was actually a woman already in isolation linked to the Mount Roskill Church cluster, and that was on September the 24th, so not a full 14-day cycle had been completed after that, though any spread did appear to be contained. It was not until Monday that Auckland University Professor Sean Hendy's modelling concluded there was a 95% chance that COVID-19 had been eliminated. And the same day, NZME's head of business, Fran O'Sullivan, told Heather Dupless-Ellen the government's move was unfair on election opponents campaigning in Auckland.
0: You do have to wonder at times whether some of the um, gaming of all of this has been to get in the way of other people campaigning. I mean, let's face it, you know, you could have been going uh, much harder in Auckland if you were an opposition party in the last little while, if it was not level one.
1: When Finance Minister Grant Robertson appeared for his regular slot on Heather duplessis yellens show, he said the government only wanted to act on up-to-date data to make the Level 1 announcement one which would be impossible to reverse. What served New Zealand incredibly well from day one here? We've had a plan and we've stuck to it. We've had all sorts of people come through over the last few months telling us we should move out of Level 4 earlier, move out of Level 3 earlier. Well, you should Open have. the border, close the border. No, but we've stuck to the plan and it's served us well. And here we are again in Level 1, which the Oxford University Stringency Index will tell you is the most open economy in the world right now. Well, as we've heard here on MediaWatch in the past, there certainly has been a lot of conflicting and contradictory advice on alert-level movements and border restrictions from ZBs on-air hosts. But Heather Duplessis uncounted that, saying that on the previous occasion Auckland moved to Level 1 in June, along with the rest of the country, there was no 48-hour delay on that announcement, So why not this time? You'll bear in mind with the rest of the country, we hadn't seen any cases. And so in Auckland, obviously, we had. That's where the cases were. And so we take our advice very seriously that we get from the Ministry of Health. And, you know, as I say, this has served us well uh, throughout the period of time. And, you you know, we hadn't seen those cases anywhere else in New Zealand, but we had in Auckland. And so you're always going to get a cautious approach from us to make sure we're keeping New Zealanders safe. And Grant Robertson went on to point out that many businesses were not actually closed, but operating under capacity, and few of them would fire staff over a two-day delay, given that the signals they'd been given of opening day had been clearly conveyed. And once at level one, some would see a spike in trade in income thanks to pent-up demand. Remember those queues at KFC when the country moved to level three, and at hairdressers when we moved to level two. Having thanked the finance minister for his time eventually, Heather duplessy Allen told her listeners this.
0: That is all we needed to hear, because if what you were thinking, if you were getting lulled into this kind of false sense that this particular government is happy to urgently close and then urgently open, respond in equal measure to health concerns and economic concerns, you got your answer, and that is all that we need to know. We just need to know where they stand on that, and I think we do.
1: And that's a strange conclusion. There was no doubt what the government thought and what had been communicated to businesses and the public alike. But the following morning, early edition host Tim Dow was still not satisfied. The virus was gone, he said, and we were still too afraid.
0: If there was any scrap of the virus still circulating amongst ordinary people, we would have seen the evidence. The A&E units would have been packed out, GPs would have seen it, Healthline would be hearing about it, but they haven't. It is not there. And what we know about this virus is that when it is present, when one person's got it, crikey, does it spread, like wildfire.
1: Well, yes, it does. But what we now also know was, as he put it, how long the virus takes to incubate, allowing clusters to spread, many days before they can be detected, making premature changes of alert level a real risk. And as if to illustrate that, this was the day's news from New York, which would give events and hospitality businesses there a much bigger headache. Areas will be designated with the colour red, orange or yellow based on the severity of an outbreak or the proximity to where cases have been reported. In red areas that include a part of South Brooklyn and two smaller zones in Queens, New York, mass gatherings will be banned, all non-essential businesses must close, restaurants open for takeout only. Ample evidence there of the hazards for businesses of opening up before COVID clusters are confirmed to have been properly closed down.